There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So 9 to Noon is an experience, and now this show is an adventure. Oh boy. The Adventures of Bradley and Don. Noon to 3, where talk is fun. My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Most fun part of the program, the end. No, the game show portion of the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Thanks for being with us this week. We had a wonderful show. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. Uh, send me emails um, or Dawn emails. Let us know what you think of the show, things that you want to hear, don't want to hear. Hopefully those things you want to hear include, but are not limited to, Mike's Game Show Roulette. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Roulette. Here's your host, Mike Ganger. It is indeed time to play along. It is time for Game Show Roulette. And we've got a very special guest hopping in to play with us. Uh, Grant, how's it going? Good. How you doing, Mike? Doing real well. Thanks Thanks for having me. Can we talk about uh, your big day yesterday? Oh, yeah. Are you talking about that? Yes. Okay, because you never know. I I don't want to talk about stuff that people don't want to talk about. Something very special happened yes. yesterday to Mr. Grant. Yes, I got engaged to the most amazing woman in the world, Liliana. So Congratulations. Yes, and thank you, Mike, for being there for me yesterday during LoJ. That was a big part of allowing me to be there. Ellie stepped in as well, and uh, I'll oh, tell the so... story coming up here at the top of the hour. Okay, good. Lo-J. I'm not going to make you talk about it now because Lori and Julie would literally come in and stab me <laughs> for making you <laughs> like yeah. to uh, give the goods now. But go listen to Grant tell the story. Of proposing, um, at the are you going to do it at the top of the show? Yeah, we'll do okay, it probably right at the beginning All right. here. So. All right, but in the meantime, Mike, let's play a game. Sounds good. Let's give the wheel a spin. Find out what we're playing today. Oh, oh what do we got? Oh, oh the price is right. 
Nope, Family no. Feud. Yeah. I mean, Family Feud! <laughs> You'll get the themes down here eventually. Right. You know, they all run together. <laughs> they do all kind of have that same little vibe to them. But uh, Family Great. Feud is I'm going to do real well. Now, keep in mind, this is, again, what we, uh, on Fridays, we like to play uh, together. Grant, you're not aware of this, but normally it's Dawn uh-huh. and Bradley going head-to-head against each other. Okay. On Fridays, it's all about coming together. It's about cooperative work yeah, to a see? common goal. Look see? at you, Mike. Yeah. Just bring trying to everybody bring to the positive. That's, I love it. That's the goal. So how we're going to do it is we're going to do the Fast Money Round. So pretty simply, one of you have to step out of the studio. I'll awesome. do that. Okay. okay. All right. I'll let you, All right. I'll let you go have first up. crack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, so. Bradley. He'll step out. Now, uh, Grant, you're familiar with the game. Yeah. Uh, family yeah. Feud. Family yeah. Feud. I'm going to read you rapid fire five different questions. You're going to give me your response on uh, what you think the answer uh, should be. And if you guys can get a total of 200 points, you will win All today. Right. So are you ready? I am so ready for this. I love Family Feud, so this is exciting. Oh, this will be perfect then. Here we go. First question for you. Name something people do with corn. Corn on the cob. Something they do with oh, it. Oh, they do with it. Roast it. Okay. Uh, how about uh, drinks that taste best when they're very cold? Milk. Uh, we've got something you would find in a chef's salad. Iceberg lettuce. All right. Give me something, uh, some way you describe a diamond. This is appropriate for you. Mm, yeah, it's true. Uh, shiny. Shiny. All right. And finally, something you would see in a mansion. Marble floors. All right, we will go ahead and run through your answers here. Uh, well done. We'll start things off with the first answer. Now, you said uh, <laughs> roast when it comes to corn. Yeah. We'll see how high that is or if that is on the board. Something people do with corn is roast on the list. It is. It was uh, number uh, four, which okay. was worth six points. All right. So six. A, a slow start, but Four. you got to crawl before you can walk, apparently. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah. Or maybe just kind of slowly shimmy because that was a really slow start. <laughs> that um, was, yeah, it was. Second one, we've got uh, how about uh, th- things that taste best when they are very cold? You said milk. <clears throat> is milk on the board? It is. It's, it's probably low. It's yeah, only worth four. Oh God! So you guys got to get to two hundred total. After two, you're at uh, you're at ten. Ten. Yep. This is great. So, uh, we'll keep it going though because this one uh, happens to be the number one answer. Something you find in a chef salad. You said lettuce. Bam. It's on the board. Thirty six points. Oh, thank you. Well done. That jumps you all the way up to forty six for a total. Next thing we've got is uh, name a way to describe a diamond. Now, you said shiny. Mm. Is shiny on the board for a way to describe a diamond? Mm. No. It mm. is not, unfortunately. No. Sorry. This, this so, is terrible. A zero on that one. A guy who has some experience with diamonds here in the last uh, there 24 too. hours. Yeah. Yes. It did shine when it was in the sun. <laughs> Glisten? I don't know. There you go. Uh, and finally here, you're at 46 points. Something you see in a mansion. You said marble floors. Is that on the board? I feel like it should have been. It should have been. That was a good answer. And marble is in every mansion, but whatever. That was a good answer. I feel like it should have been on the board. I don't feel like justice was done there for you. Well, let's get Bradley in here. We'll get him back in here. God, 46 points. What does he need? 264? He'll need 254. 254, and I can't even add now, too. That's perfect. Oh, my God. What did you do? I I did so bad. (laughs) What did you do? I I just heard 46 points? Yes. Keep okay, in mind, the first right. time we played Family Feud, um, I believe... Dawn killed it. Dawn went first, and she had 212. Oh, well. Yeah, I was just like, well, uh, I just have to answer present, and we won. <laughs> yes, well... But no, we're going to do this. We're going to be Dawn We're a team. We're a team. We're a team. Yes. So again, Bradley, you know how this works. I'm going to go through the five fast money round questions. If you hear <gasps> this sound... Oh, sorry. If you hear this sound... 
That means it's already an answer somebody has Got given. It. So if you hear that sound, you're going to have to give me another answer. Okay. All so, right. I'm going to try my best. Here we go. A little family feud. Fast Grant. money round. Can Bradley help out Grant? We'll start things off try. with name something people do with corn. Eat it. Drinks that taste best when they are very cold. Pop. Something you would find in a chef's salad. Egg. Hard-boiled egg. Give me a way to describe a diamond. Uh, Bright. And finally, name something you would see in a mansion. A couch. (laughs) All right. All righty, oh, we've God. got your five are, answers. I there. didn't get any um, beep beeps. You didn't. Those you are, didn't have any answers that match. Probably because you only <laughs> have forty six points. <laughs> yeah, that's better than mine. Okay. So. Keep in mind, last time we did it, you I were matching on almost every answer. That's because you did so well. I do want to hear what uh, when we get through this. I want to hear what Grant said. All of right. course, yes. yeah, we'll, we'll go through that as well. But we'll start off on number one. You said name something people do with corn. Grant actually said uh, roast. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah good and answer. you said eat is eat. On the board. It is. That's worth 26. Yes. So you guys. Was that the number one? That was not the number one. Pop Mm. was the number one. Oh, come on. Popcorn. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That makes sense. Finally, drinks that taste or next drinks that taste best when they are very cold. Now, please say that my regionalism of pop is the same as like, you know, soda. It would be. Okay. I actually put soda, but uh, it would, would. I'm taking okay. pop, obviously, right. as well. Um, <laughs> Grant said milk, and that was worth four points. <laughs> it's good cold. Yeah, and true, uh, as, you, as I just gave away, soda is indeed on the board. It is worth 19. Hey. Oh, my God. What was number one? Number one, nothing better than a cold beer. Yeah, that oh. the problem. Sense. The problem with that one is there are so many answers that even beer as the number one answer only had twenty four. Got so, it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Nineteen is right. good. Nineteen is actually not bad at all. That's actually very very okay, good. I'll take it. Next up, uh, something you would find in a chef's salad. The number one answer was actually given by Grant. This is how we got the vast majority of his forty six points. Thirty six of them came in one answer. Wow. <laughs> yes. What was the number one answer? Lettuce. Lettuce. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was just thinking, like, what's on the lettuce? Sure, sure. Damn. You said boiled egg. Is boiled egg on the list? It is 10 points. 10 points for boiled Uh, egg. What else was on Chef Salad? Uh, Ham was 22. Mm -hmm. Boiled egg at 10. Tomato at 9. Cheese, 7. Chicken, 5. And croutons, 4. Okay. So right now, you two have a combined 101 points. These last two need to be worth 99 points. Oh, it's not going to happen. No. Because I said cow. Wait till you hear what I said. Give me a way to describe a diamond, something that Grant has a lot of experience with recently. He said shiny. You said bright. Because shine's bright like a diamond, right? That's right. Shiny was not on the board. Is bright on the board? What is he supposed to hard sparkling diamond? Man, sparkling bright, uh, brilliant, ice, expensive, (sighs) rocks, and carrot were the answers. Well, that was a hard one. Yeah, because it's just a weird. Like I, I don't know. All right, sparkling would have been twenty five, but that's the best. Some, you could so now I need ninety people to have said couch. You need ninety nine people to say that the thing you find in a couch in a mansion is a couch. I hope maybe one is did couch on the board. Couch is on the board. Now the question is: Is it worth ninety nine points? Not even close. It was worth six. Oh man, what was the number one answer? Number one answer was a chandelier. Thanks, Sia. Oh. Weird. Okay, yeah. what did Grant say? 
Grant said uh, marble flooring, which unfortunately wasn't on the board. You would think. What else was on a the chandelier? List? Was first uh, paintings was second. Sure. A staircase third. Uh, and antiques were fourth. Beautiful furniture, which you got, and then maids and butlers. Uh, the final answer. God, this was this was not easy. That yeah. was a tough one. I'm sorry. Or it's, we just didn't let it down. Answer. It's almost like the guy who created the game realized he made it way too easy the last time you guys uh, did it, I see and he what wanted he to did. make it a little more difficult. Thanks, Bob. I don't know. You guys, you guys <laughs> did we get a uh, no. a prize? Well, you you lost, and of course there are no losers and winners. Grant, that's one thing you'll know about this game is there's never a winner and a loser in uh, game show roulette. There's only a winner and a consolation prize winner. Okay, since you two are not winners, you are consolation prize winners. Uh, tell them what they won. Fine. Real cheese, one hundred percent vegetable shortening, make it easy to taste the sunshine difference in cheeses. You want to cheese it? Cheese. Cheese it. Oh, cheese it. Cheese it. With real, real vegetable cheese. short. Congratulations. Hmm, I like cheese it. Do you like cheese it? I, I like, like the oh, burnt ones. Me too. The toasties. Yeah, you t- can buy you can buy just the separate toasty ones. Yep, those are delicious. Grant, thank you so Thanks much for, for jumping in and playing today. Well, thank and you. Congratulations. I yes. can't wait to hear all about the big day yesterday. Yeah. You're going to talk about it on Lori and Julia. Yeah, coming up here in about five minutes. Are you guys doing anything special this weekend to sort of just bask she in She unfortunately love? has to work at the hospital all weekend. She's a nurse. So that's kind of why I snuck it in this week. So. Well, we look forward to the story. Grant, thanks for being here. Mike, thank you for all of your hard work every day, but yes. including today. Thank you. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Who are you really and what were you before? My Talk 107.1 is KTMY FM, HD1, Coon Rapids, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Everyone, everyone, everyone. little breaking news for you. Time for a Dirt Alert update. Dirt Alert. In the mirror, it must be exhausting, always rooting for the anti-hero. Welcome back to the third hour of the best radio program on the radio right now on my talk 1071 it's the adventures of bradley and don i'm bradley don will be back on monday mike is here and joining us a little earlier than you're used to hearing him you may have heard him in the dirt alert paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies hello paul hello it's great to be back it's always good to have you you. for two reasons one because you're fabulous and two because when you're here it means it's friday and I'm almost to the weekend. Oh, girl, I need a weekend. Oh, I a four-day week is real hard. <laughs> so hard. Real hard after being <laughs> off for like 10 days. I wanted to um, chat with you today yes. about your top five movies of 2022, which has got to be a hard list for you to put together, Mr. Movie. It is, and this is where I have to go to my spreadsheet. So I keep a spreadsheet of all the movies that I've watched in any given year. We've, have we talked about this? Are you a Virgo? No, I'm a Capricorn. I just had a birthday okay. on Monday. Well, oh my God. Happy belated Thank birthday. You. Sorry Thank I you. missed it. It's fine. Anyway, but uh, yeah. Virgos love lists. I mean, no, so do Capricorns, Capricorn, apparently. Tell love, me about your list. Order list. So I, I track every movie that every new movie that I've seen any given year, whether it's a brand new 2022 or something old that I've watched. And then at the, at the bottom of the list is like performances that I've loved. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Or like what my 
favorite movies of the year are. So okay. that kind of is getting updated. Throughout the, so the I was going to say you change that probably ongoing. Correct. And that way, too, it's not just like, oh, my top 10 movies are these 10 that I just watched in December because that's what's fresh on the mind. Like, it's a good it's a it's it's a full list. Comprehensive. Of the whole, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I would love to see how that list changes throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Anyway, where do you want to start on this list? Do you want to start at like, did you rank them? I mean, yes. or is it just like, these are the five movies? I no, love? I've ranked them. Okay. So uh, the full top 10 is on my YouTube channel, but let's start at number five. And this is a movie called Till, starring oh. Danielle Deadweiler about Mamie Till Mobley, who was the mother of Emmett Till. In this movie, she really became the uh, forward face of the civil rights movement when her son Emmett was lynched and murdered. And this is told through her perspective. So it's hard to watch. It's gut-wrenching, but it's so important. It's an important story to tell. But there's also some delicacy there, too. Like, you don't see it actually happening. You do see the open grave that she had. So it's this important history lesson. And it starts to get you thinking about how it's still happening today. Well, I was going to say, later. in addition to a history lesson, I imagine, because like any good movie that talks about something in another time, whether it's, you know, science fiction, like <laughs> the future, or <laughs> something that looks into our past... A good movie is going to make you feel like it's relevant today. Absolutely, and you really feel that, and and not just because they. And it's not like they are showing modern day images. It's just like, oh, this this language I'm hearing is still how we're talking today, or what happened to him is still happening. And then Danielle Deadweiler, if you don't know who she is, I'm hoping that she gets a Best Actress nomination. She gutted me. Her performance is so rich. You see a uh, scene where she is on a st- on the stand talking about what happened to her son and it just blows you over. And when you hear about the case, you're like, that is the injustice of this case and the, the the, the, how, maybe what we've not even learned from it is what just sticks with you. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, speaking of Whoopi, is in it as Emmett's grandmother. Um, phenomenal movie. It's All right. Until, and, do you know we can stream it? Uh, well, it's you could buy it on demand. Oh. It will be available to rent on demand in the middle of January. Okay. The, so the, these kinds of things are important in my house right now because you know that my partner, Jamie... Yes also has a spreadsheet and yeah. will be adding the, his list of all the movies that are nominated. And um, this time of year, he's doing the work on that spreadsheet of like, it's available to purchase or rent. And he doesn't like to purchase things. Mm-hmm. So he usually is waiting until it becomes available either for rental or streaming. And then you got to figure out, well, what streaming service is it on? Yeah. And like what studio is it on? That may tell you what streaming. It's, it's a lot of work. Okay. It, we're it, talking to Paul McGuire yeah. Grimes, Paul's trip to the movies.com. Fabulous YouTube channel with you. lots of celebrity interviews. The man has interviewed all of the celebrities. <laughs> what else is on your list? Number four is a new movie called Women Talking. It actually will be in theaters next week. Um, it was one of those that opens in New York and LA in 2022. I watched it to vote for the Critics' Choice Association. And it's based on, it's loosely inspired by a true story about a group of Mennonite women who have been putting up with years of abuse mm. and sexual assault. And they've kind of come together to determine, should we put up with it? For many more years, do we stay and fight or do we leave? And if we leave the men and not forgive them, we risk not entering the kingdom of heaven. So it's this religious crises that all these women are talking about of like, this is what I've been told my faith is, but this is what's happening to us in front of our face. And how do we put our, how do they as women put themselves forward and do what's best for them? Fascinating. It's different, it reminded me of 12 Angry Men. You have all these women of different life experiences, ages, coming together with different opinions. Yep. Francis McDormand, Claire Foy, Rooney Mara, Jesse Buckley, oh, wow. Ben Wishaw is the only 
like man that's in this group and they talk about that uh it's just stunning it's stunning discourse that they talk about really great performances you may know claire foy as the first queen elizabeth in the crowd a very different performance from her and jesse buckley any one of these women could get a best supporting actress nomination sarah Pauli, written and directed it's elegant it's poetic but it gets you thinking i did not know anything about this movie and now i want to watch it okay that's women talking that's Next number four in, in your theaters, list yes Let's go to number, number three. Three is a movie that everyone I think has seen. Maybe not. I don't know about Bradley. Uh, Top Gun Maverick. I have not seen. Oh, I, I will uh, see it. I will oh, yes. see it. No, so now the... streaming on Paramount Plus. Yeah. It's finally streaming, and uh, that that is a movie that you go to the theater to see. And I remember sitting there thinking, okay, like I enjoy the first Top Gun, and by the end of it, I was blown away by the filming, the technical aspects, the the practical stunts, the special effects, and then I realized how emotionally overwhelmed I was. Lady Gaga has this theme song, Hold My Hand, that plays as the credits roll, and I was like, oh my god, I'm a mess right now, and I did not expect that out of Top Gun. The storylines about fathers and sons, the legacy that we leave behind, friendships, It, it. I was blown away. Like, you can't... I, I think everyone was kind of blown away by it. I was going to say, Mike talked about it yeah. uh, in the last segment. You, you were equally blown away, and you saw it multiple times in the theater. We did. We saw it multiple times. I just loved how, it, from the very opening credits, the fonts that were used, yes. just the vibe of it, it was set it, like you were transformed right back to the mid-'80s when the original one came out. But the one thing I said is it felt like every time they delayed it, they went and just kind of chopped off another thing and chopped off another thing and it was just it was paced so perfectly like was, I, yeah, yeah every, there wasn't any storyline that i didn't think had enough attention there wasn't anything that i think right. got too much attention it was just flawless really and it's not like you had to go back and watch the original like no. there's a little bit of flashback but it really stays in this present storyline but then you still feel like you got the kenny Loggins song like you just it it was nostalgia but then present oh god it was i could so probably good. still see it in the theater right there may still you be a feel, theater I feel like there's, it might be a budget theater experience. Could but. be a budget theater, or maybe with Oscar consideration, because they're going to pump this hard. Yeah. Expect a best nomination. They could bring it back. Okay, we're talking to Paul McGuire-Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies. Let's save your other top two right. uh, for when we come back. Right. He's going to stick around. Again, we're hearing Paul's Trip to the Movies top five movies of 2022, and we'll continue that conversation when we return right here on My Talk 107.1. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Dakota Dental. Head to dakotadental.com. You can make your appointment and get some of the best dental care in the Twin Cities. That's where I've been going for years. I love the team at Dakota Dental. They make it super easy to get in and be seen at a time that works for my schedule. I mean, typically for me, early mornings are great. I can just cross it off the list. Uh, I'm practically asleep while I'm in the chair getting some of the best dental care. And then uh, perk up, head on my way to work. I love the team at Dakota Dental. I've also had pretty much every procedure in the last couple of years. So I can tell you that whether it's that routine checkup, whether um, it's getting a crown fixed or a chipped tooth fixed or getting a dental implant from every step of the process, you will be so grateful for the level of care and professionalism you get and your entire family will get at Dakota Dental. You've got a brand new year's worth of benefits up for grabs in 2023. Put them to great use at a great dentist, dakotadental.com. Don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Lori and Julia. Welcome back to the third hour of the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. In with me today is Mike and here to give us the rest of his top five movies from 2022. Paul's trip to the movies.com. Paul McGuire Grimes. Paul. Yes. Bated breath, we waited uh, through this break to get to number two on your list of mm-hmm. the top five movies of 2022. Where are we at? 
This is number two. This is The Fablemans from director oh, Steven yes. Spielberg, a semi-autobiographical look at back at his life. He's really putting his life on camera in a way that we haven't really seen before. Um, and how he turned to the movies, both making them and watching them to deal with his parents' eventual divorce and the anti-Semitism that he faced as a child. So he's used family themes in like E.T. and Close Encounters. And he's drawn from his past before, but this is like... Michelle Williams essentially playing his mom and Paul Dano is playing his dad. And you've got a scene at the end where he meets John. I mean, okay, never mind. Spoiler alert. But there's some <laughs> other. <laughs> but you, it's just, it's it's one of those movies where you're like, okay, I feel like I've seen everything that Steven Spielberg has done. I mean, I like literally have. Yeah. But like, you think you've seen a, a director and what they've accomplished. And then he does this and it's different and unique and not at all the big flashy blockbuster not what you were expecting not what you're expecting and then you see the heart and the soul that he puts forth in this movie Michelle Williams so divine as his mother and Paul Dino is great and then Judd Hirsch and David Lynch both have really terrific one scene cameos that are fantastic David Lynch yes Yes. Is it creepy? No, no, no. Okay, good. It's perfect. All right. It makes for a very perfect ending with this movie. And and it's and there's huge like it sounds heavy, but then Spielberg and Tony Kushner wrote it um with him. They have a lot of oh, humor. God. There oh. has to be incredible oh. uh converse, yes. or uh, what dialogue. Dialogue, thank you. I'm like <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> it's Friday. That was the last movie. Tony um, Kushner, I just know knows how to write dialogue better oh. than almost anybody. So Tony Kushner, backstory here, wrote Angels in America, yes. legendary Broadway writer. He also has worked with Spielberg many times. Munich, Lincoln, West Side Story, and now The Fableman. So they have a really great partnership. And it's also very funny, too. So throughout it, you're just like, I, I see the love of cinema, and I feel so inspired by this movie and what Stephen accomplishes. Yeah, it's this phenomenal. seems like something kind of like weirdly out of the box or just out of the ordinary yeah. in a way that um, I actually am looking forward to seeing it. It's streaming and available right now. It's in theaters. In theaters. And you can rent it on demand. Got it. And I, because it's universal, it should be on Peacock soon. Okay. That's like one service January. I still don't have. I mean, you can do the commercials, I think, but I haven't paid for Do Peacock it, because then you'll get Murder, She Wrote, all 12 seasons. Oh, my friend Nate just finished the entire nice. series. Nice. Of Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. People are like, I want to know what's number one on his list. This is a movie that... It warms my heart when I hear other people saying, oh, yes, I've, of all the movies you talked about, I've seen that one. It's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, starring Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Stephanie Sue, Kihi Kwan, and James Hong. And the premise is that Michelle Yeoh um, is, a, is a wife, a mother, and she runs a laundromat, and she's a little bit behind on her taxes, goes to see this IRS agent played by Jamie Lee Curtis, finds herself in this multiverse looking back at what would have happened to her life had she made different choices. Uh. It is stunning. It is wholly original. You will not see what's going to happen next. And then one of the multiverses is essentially her as Michelle Yeoh. So her on the red carpet, her starring in Crazy Rich Asians. Like, it, it will blow your mind. And then by the time you get to the ending, you're like, I have no idea what I just watched. And yet that was probably one of the most beautiful movies I've seen. And I completely understand it. Can I get really meta on this? Yeah. She was in Star Trek Discovery yes. in a series that had a multiverse in which her character had a multiverse version right. of herself. Is that in the movie? Because that would have been a huge. Like, I'd know, have to watch sorry. it. It's like Inception, it's you know, totally Inception. Yeah. But yeah, no. So uh, it, it's just weird to me that um, yeah. that that's coming up. And I love Michelle Yeoh. Oh, she. Does, I mean, I I actually hope that she wins Best Actress 
I think she'll be out for right. it because she's she she puts all of herself in this movie and she gets to play around and do all these different things in these multiverses and then to find out what the point of the movie is when you get to the end you're like that was a really simple premise for how we got like it was a it was a wild ride to get to something that I totally feel and can work on in myself. Do you feel like um, so that you know those are Paul's top five? Did you put these anywhere on a list on my like YouTube on channel? Your, Paul, YouTube? Okay. trip to the movies on YouTube. It's actually my full top ten. So there's some other movies. Oh, we're so you, can get, you know the other five. What yeah. are you doing on Twin Cities Live? Uh, that's the same top same five thing. Okay, um, but what I was going to ask is. You do top fives every year or yes. top tens or, yep. you know, you look back every year. Yeah. You've been doing this for a number of years. Was this year, do you feel like, because I, I listen to, you know, like some industry podcasts mm-hmm. and people talk about the business of Hollywood and it sounds like, you know, movies are still struggling yes. and they, studios haven't quite figured out exactly what to do. Um, do you feel like this year there was a healthy crop of successful quality movies? I think versus to, other years. Right. I think we need to reexamine how we consider it successful. Because every weekend I see on Twitter or from Twitter, like the receipts are like box office failure. I mean, that was bros, that was Black Adam, that was so oh. many movies. And it's like, well, you're talking about movies that like you're 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 adding 2019 and older language to how people are going to movies now. Not every movie is gonna have the Top Gun Maverick box office receipts or the Black Panther box office receipts or the Avatar. Like people are gonna go see those movies where you could watch a movie like Bros at Home and still really enjoy it. And that doesn't mean that it's not successful. Yeah. I I I I actually think it was a pretty good year at the movies. I didn't give that many five ticket stub reviews. I'd actually go back and retro review my everything everywhere and give that five because I originally gave it a four and a half. Oh, There's what some- changed your mind? I think just the way that it sat with me okay. for so long, and I I'll go back to it and like catch glimpses of it. I'm like, and because it, it's so original, you know, we don't go to the theater to see a lot of original movies anymore. And I think people really did that for this movie. Mike, uh, you watched a lot of movies too this yeah. year. Did you have any questions for Paul or want to <laughs> dig into his insight? Any? Um, no, I, I think. Well, I had the Woman King in my oh, top five. That was Where, my number ten. Oh, okay, nice. Oh, okay, there you go. and then also, what was your thoughts on uh, the Batman? That version. That of... Batman was in my top ten. Oh, really? Okay. I love what Matt Reeves did with that. Yeah. Paul Dano actually should be in the best supporting actor consideration for the Batman for the Fablemans. He's an incredible actor, but he, what he did with the Riddler was stunning. And Michael Giacchino's score for that masterful and it didn't even make the shortlist for the oscar i'm getting real nerdy now mike you opened a can of worms <laughs> on me on the batman no that's uh that's why but we it, have it, you here it blew me away about what like this noir film noir detective-ish exactly. angle that we did are um, you how are we feeling about award season this year i think it'll be a toss-up between everything everywhere and the fablemans i think for best again but then it also changes by the that's time interesting to march yeah like, well, that's what's leading right now. The Golden Globes are Tuesday. We got the Critics' Choice in two Sundays from now. And how are you feeling about the Golden Globes? It's the first time back, right? Uh, yep, first time back. It's on a Tuesday night, everyone. I'm gonna uh, watch. We're not having our party. I will. I'm ready to meet them where they're at, knowing that yep. you, they've still got a lot of work to do. I see that they're making progress, and we'll go from there. And where you are with the um, the Critics Association? Where uh, I got my ballot this week, so I got to make my final decisions and then see who wins. And when the is 15th, that? The 15th. The 15th. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh my God. Paul always has. <laughs> okay. So uh, beyond award season for 2023, mm-hmm. are there, well, it's award season 2022, but you know what I'm saying. For this year, looking forward, what's on your radar? Yeah. I, so there's a few movies coming out that I'm excited about. Scream 6. 
Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, my God. That's coming That's up soon be, for Valentine's Day. So bad, though, don't you no, think? no, no, no. Actually, it'll be, be good. good. Uh, and then in the summer, we've got Barbie. Greta Gerwig's Finally, take on Barbie. I'm so confused of what to think about that movie. But <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. Christopher Nolan has a new one called Oppenheimer that will come out the same day as Barbie, and I love Christopher Nolan's work. That's got Killian Murphy in I've it. I've heard about Oppenheimer. Yeah, there's Why a trailer that's playing before Avatar. Okay. Um, yeah, it's great. So there's, I'm, I'm just, ex- there's and good Do we get stuff Dune coming. in 2023? We do get Dune 2023. Yep. So we got that. We've got um, uh, John Wick Chapter 4, which I'm really excited about. I know that's a little obscure, but I love John Wick movies. Who is, I just want to look, uh, look back a little bit. I know yeah. I'm being all over the place. Thank you, Paul McGuire Grimes. <laughs> yeah. Who is your best interview, celebrity interview in 2022? Oh my yeah, I know I put you on the spot. Um, it's okay. If you oh don't wow, have I I would say maybe Sally Field. I interviewed her recently for Spoiler Alert, and she's been on my bucket list forever, and that was very special. Well, me. congrats, and wow, Thank I can't you. believe. Okay, so if you want to watch any of Paul's <laughs> interviews, listen to what Paul thinks about the movies he just talked about, and see him on Twin Cities Live. Head to his website, paulstriptothemovies.com. Paul, thank you for being Thanks with for us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll you see too. you next week. See ya. Bye. We'll be right back. Thank you very much for joining us and being a part of our fun today here on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I could talk to Paul about movies all day. He's just well, and you know how you talk to somebody who just loves what they do. Yeah, you just get excited, even though you're like, I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about, but it sounds exciting to me. I love just saying the Batman opened a can of worms that he could have probably gone on for half an hour about. Oh, (laughs) easily a hundred percent. Anyway, you can always listen to Paul. And his interviews, uh, or see his interviews on his website, paulstriptothemovies.com. Now, um, can we, I know this is a little bit of out of order, uh, but can we do a little Unsolved Mystery? We can. What is that? Unsolved Mysteries of the Unknown. But it's probably aliens or ghosts. Have you heard this story about the foot they found in Yellowstone, Mike? No. Okay, so this this story has been going around for a long time, and I always see it out of the corner of my eye, and whenever there's an update, I check in to see, like, okay, what's going on? Here's the thing. There was a foot. I know. Just go with me. Yeah. A foot was found floating in a hot pool, in a hot springs pool in Yellowstone National Park. Now, I... I don't know why, but we went to Yellowstone during the shutdown because it was a great, you know, road trip where we didn't have to be around a lot of people. Sure. So, and then I saw these hot pools and they talk about how they're like, they they will kill you if you fall into this thing. And it's weird because you're like right there. Like you could just, you could enter these pools without much effort. Okay. So when I saw the story, I'm like, oh, I'm just utterly fascinated by this. Uh, and I just, anyway, they found this foot floating in a hot pool. And apparently, well, at first they didn't know who the foot belonged to, obviously. But then they figured out who the foot belonged to. Okay. And law enforcement, the reason we're talking about it now is law enforcement investigation documents were posted online that offered some details about how this individual, um, it was a man from Los Angeles, Ilhan Rowe, and I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but that they, they figured out that this was him uh, but they don't know how it got there or how he got there. So the assumption is, is that they believe that, uh, he perhaps, you know, he took his own life, okay. um, or died by suicide, but nobody knows for sure. 
Because there's no evidence. Like, there's no reason. There's, it's not like there was a suicide note or anything left behind. So it's just the foot. So it's just a foot, and it was still in the shoe, but there was, like, nothing else. And so I'm just, inc- I've been incredibly fascinated by this because I'm like, well, first of all, how did they find, like, the guy? Was yeah. it a matter of, like, here are missing persons reports? Let's do some DNA tests or something. Sure. It goes all the way back to August uh, when a park visitor reported that they found a black shoe. Okay. Reported it to a tour driver. Um, apparently, you know, they find shoes all the time, but they yeah. don't find feet in the shoes. They did talk about how they used uh, DNA to identify the sample. I'm not sure how, like, that worked. Like, maybe they just do, like, a big, you know, like, all the missing persons and try to connect the DNA. Okay. Um, but again, there was nothing else there. And so it, it, nobody knows how this foot ended up here. Now, is this related at all? Because I don't know if you've heard these stories, but speaking of mysteries of the unknown. And probably aliens, ghosts. Yeah, probably ghosts, or I'm thinking aliens, aliens in this case. Uh, the Vancouver feet situation. No, what's what, the Vancouver feet situation? Like for, I don't know, the last 15 years, there's been like random feet that just pop up in Vancouver, British Columbia, and the surrounding area. They wash what? ashore from the ocean, from the Pacific Ocean. What? Yeah, these no, random no feet. Idea. Yeah, look it up. That's a thing. And they, Vancouver feet. Vancouver. I'm probably feet. gonna get some sure. weird foot no, fetish. No, it'll, it'll come right up. But no, it's. I think the most recent one was a couple of years back, or maybe three, four years back, or something. But this is a thing that was happening for pretty consistently. Twenty detached human feet have been yeah. found on the coasts of the Salish Sea in British Columbia. Now. They claim they have an answer. I think it's aliens or ghosts, but they claim that what happens is it's just people that, like you said, either have taken their own life or maybe were part of an accident out at sea, and they just naturally get washed that direction. But scavengers in the ocean, the first thing they do is they go for the softest part of their uh, of Victim, the body that they yeah. could find, and the ankles apparently are the softest part of a human. So what happens is they go to the ankles first to... Nip and away, that just and leaves then a it foot. detaches the foot because a lot of times they're stuck in shoes, and oh, then that's why they come and up. Shoes float. I think this is a. It's either a serial killer or an alien. I mean, that's a far more fascinating tale. I just can't imagine what life would be like to find. You know, like you find one foot. Okay, that's yeah. creepy and sad and scary. But like twenty feet in, that's when I'm like, because otherwise, wouldn't there, wouldn't this just be a known? Like, if it's always been a thing, mm-hmm. it wouldn't just be a specific thing where there's a Wikipedia entry for the Salish Sea human foot discovery. Exactly. Meaning, like, versus I don't know, feet on every other beach. Like, oh, it's another foot. Totally normal. We get feet all the time. And there's only X number of people that live in the Salish Sea area, so you're likely right. Multiple. You know, there's probably more than one person who's found multiple feet, and that's just a lottery I don't want to win. That's awful. Thank you. I don't want to find feet. Yeah, that is not a lottery that I choose to win. Oh, look, again. (laughs) Another foot. I'm looking at the map of where these feet have been found, and these are not feet that just like, well, it seems like a very specific location, meaning it's not an easy place to get to. Like, these feet have, if they were out at sea somewhere... They would have to trap, but they're like these little inlets and these little nooks and crannies. Somebody's lopping off some feet. 
you think it's, it's a probably an alien killer. or a ghost, or it could be yeah, like they get snatched up, or it like, uh, could be a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, but put, wouldn't you? That but you would then find but, if it was a serial killer. Don't you think you would find other parts? Like you'd find a hand. That's his calling card. He's like the wet Only bandits the from feet. from Home Alone. He leaves his calling card by just lopping off the foot and burying the rest. What if there's just like I don't know. I don't know. Every, anything I'm thinking of is terribly morbid, and I don't want to make it even worse. So I'm trying to be kind. Um, but it says these feet. The other here's another interesting thing. Again, it, this went from the foot that they found in Yellowstone, and they still they've connected to the person, but they haven't been able to figure out. And if you want to take that call, you can because okay. like, maybe someone will know what happened to these feet. I'll just tell people as I'm reading. Um, anyway, we're talking about the foot in Yellowstone. That got us talking about these Vancouver feet that Mike was talking about, where. Apparently, uh, since 2007, at least 20 detached human feet have been found on the coasts of this one very specific place throughout British Columbia, Canada, and uh, Washington State. And um, they're typically found in sneakers, which, again, it's just so specific that it's always the same kind of foot. Did that person have anything to say? Oh, she did. She's feeding right into us. And? She's like, hey, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. So Bigfoot, it's the Yeti that eats the rest of the body except <laughs> okay. except the All feet. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, feet discoveries in this part of the world not unusual because this goes all the way back to 1887. Ugh. And there was literally it says one was found in Vancouver in 1887, leading to the place of discovery being called Leg in Boot Square. Wow. Uh, the Vancouver Sun reported that recent arrivals reported a human leg and cast in a high boot and found on a beach near the mouth of the Salmon River. There is something wrong with this area. So either there's something wrong or this the the scientific, let's not go the paranormal route. Let's go the scientific oh, route. fine. Be you're, boring. Well, no, I'm just saying you're trying. Science. This is almost more fascinating to me, I think. You're trying to tell me that the ocean just happens to, you know, to go bring in feet. such a way that all of the dead people in the Pacific Ocean are going to rot away and then their body parts are just going to come and only the foot, which is weird yes. and that specific spot in vancouver british well, yeah, columbia that's what i'm that saying like make a lot of science it doesn't because you'd think you'd see like fingers yes. the occasional hand in yes. a glove a or hat a head in a hat <laughs> anything wow. but it's just feet just the random as of september 2018 15 feet have been found in british columbia and in five u.s states uh or in five in the u.s state of washington the feet include a number of matched pairs that's another interesting thing that you would find feet in pairs it's not just a random foot you know what i mean that yeah like they're floating together yeah that does i guess go more to the scientific route though that you know scavengers have eaten yeah because but wouldn't one foot go this way uh, and one foot go that way unless there's this weird like i don't know what you call that whirlpool effect that brings all of the stream all of the random body but do you see this map again we're looking at this the the map is like they're all up in these nooks and crannies uh, yeah well if to tie these two stories together, if it is the serial killer or the 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 Bigfoot route, he's working his way in. After the fifth foot was discovered uh, of the twenty, the story has begun to receive increased attention, with major headlines from newspapers. Okay, so this is just saying that, like, yeah, people are like, um, this is unusual. Yeah. I will say they have them all listed now. Some of them, sadly, tragically, are people that have taken their own life. Yeah. Um, but there are others who people. A man's left foot was found by two hikers on June 16th floating in the water. It has been confirmed that the left foot, uh, oh, so they found the feet separately in different locations. 
So that's the thing. This is so fascinating. It How is. did you hear about this? I just I heard somebody talking about it on a podcast one time and uh, just the reference about it. And like then, all good random stories. Exactly. And then as soon as you brought up the Yellowstone story, I was like, I, I don't know if they're connected, but it feels like they could be. Doesn't it make you just want to know the truth? Like somebody knows yeah, the truth of why do. these feet are out there. Um, this also makes me think of the place that you can go and drink uh, the, the cocktail with the toe in it. I, I think that's in Alaska. That. Okay. Uh, we've talked about Probably it on the show before. British Alaska Columbia. It sounds like they've got extra ones floating around. Toe drink. Um, the Sour Toe Cocktail is permanently closed. Established in 1973, the Sour Toe Cocktail has become a Dawson City tradition and is exactly what it sounds like, an actual human toe that's been dehydrated, preserved in salt, and used to garnish a drink of your choice. Okay. You want a toe? I can get you a toe. <sighs> so you can pay... But apparently you can't do that because it's been closed. But anyway, yeah. So that's in Yukon, uh, the Yukon, which is up there. It is feet, up there. fingers near Vancouver. There's well, all sorts of fun going on. Yeah, all right, um, from feet to games. Should we play a game? We should. Yes. Have I you gotta... come up with a game for us to play? Yeah, I'll figure something out. We'll see if we can throw grab someone to hop in with us. All right. So uh, if you don't know. At the end of our show here mm-hmm. on the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn, we've been playing a game. Mike does game show roulette. Yeah. He'll spin a wheel. We'll find out what game we're playing. And I think Grant might be able to join us when we return right here on My Talk 1071.